All right, everybody, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast. On today's episode, The Athletic came out with their annual fan poll. So we're going to go through most of those questions and give you our perspective and what our answers would be. Some very interesting questions and some even more interesting-er, yes, I'm using that word, answers. New episode of Locked On Avalanche coming at you. Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche Podcast. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in, making it your first listen of the day. That is always appreciated. I am Chris Maselli. With me, as always, is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. And uh, make sure to follow us on our social media outlets, LLP and underscore Avalanche on Twitter or X. Uh, follow us on Instagram and threads. Just search Locked on Avalanche there. Uh, follow us on YouTube, where you're watching right now, hopefully. Uh, subscribe to that. And then questions, comments, concerns, and opinions, Locked on Avalanche at gmail.com. Uh, and also subscribe to our subtext. Link to that is in the show notes below. Subscribe and chat with Kyle and I one-on-one. All right, sir. Uh, today's episode, you can see on that rundown, there's a couple of the, the questions that we're going to get to, um, including the playoff format. Does that need to change? That question that loves to get asked if you could have dinner or drinks with a current player. Uh, this one has a little bit of a twist on it, so we'll get to that. And then things with just teams and who could make the playoffs that didn't, things like that. They cover a wide range uh, over on this poll, and they change the questions a little bit year in and year out, but it's fun. It's interesting. And uh, we'll start right off the top with who is the best player in the NHL besides Connor McDavid? And your answers, uh, the, the, the number one vote getter was Nathan McKinnon with 30% of the vote. The number two vote getter, Kale McCarr with 17.8% of the vote. So your top two players uh, according to NHL fans, our, our Colorado Avalanche, Dreisaitl, Austin Matthews, Matthew Kachuk round out the top five. Uh, but Nathan McKinnon pretty handily is widely considered by NHL fans to be the number two player in the league. Which is fascinating. If this, like, this question was posed to me, I think I might have put Kale McCarr as my number one just because what he does with the game and like I understand you have more of a sample size with Nathan McKinnon right, right. now. Yeah. And you see the highlights that he does and just the unreal talent that he possesses. But I think it's one of those that when the story is done on Kale McCarr, what he has done for the game will, especially with influencing younger players coming into the league, trying to emulate the style of Kale McCarr, I think he's going to change the game of hockey. Yeah. And I think that's what a lot of people are expecting him to do. Like we say it so many times with him, he's that like you know that player that is just transcendental. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he just can really change the game, like you said. And I I would be interesting to see the difference next year if they ask the same question yeah. next year. Does that gap shrink? I, I it could it could not because it's not. Yeah, we expect Kale McCarr to have a great year. We also expect Nathan McKinnon to have a great year. So I do want to see where that goes, but. McCarr did just beat out Dreisaitl uh, for number two. McCarr was 17.8, and Dreisaitl was at 17.4. 
So all that hubbub that you hear about the Oilers with the top two players in the league, and it's not even particularly close. Well, according to NHL fans, uh, the top two players other than McDavid belong to the Colorado Avalanche. So that was and, that was a good one to start with. I, that was a good one. Yeah, and it's honestly like take off the burgundy and blue glasses. Both players are – they both possess that just otherworldly talent – and oh. we are spoiled in Colorado to have them. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. And you got to ask a question. Like he he gets stuff like this. Like he he's widely known as a, a top five, and you know with this a top two player in the league. When when's he going to lock up that heart? When is yeah. he going to lock up that heart? We shall see. Uh, getting on to question number two: Should the NHL add a play in round to the playoffs like the NBA does? The NBA has been doing this for a couple of years now. Um, where they they have one final game between the last two teams that are vying for that last playoff spot. Um, should the NHL ad- uh, adopt something like that? Seventy four percent of the fans said no. Well, that means almost seventy four percent of fans are correct. Yeah, I'm not a fan of this. Like, I, I I don't. That's what you. If you can't have a playoff spot after eighty two games. Why should you be given that one extra game to, to try to get in? I'm sorry. I think it, it just it, it it makes the the regular season just a little bit less meaningful. It's just you're not playing the same. Like your last week of the season is a play. If you're one of those teams that are just on the outside, play your butt off in the last week of the season. What I just don't I just don't feel like you should be granted one more shot when you had 82. It's kind of how I, I think the MLB also does something very similar where they have a play-in, like for that last wild card. I remember there being some type of format, but I that's 162 like, games. Yeah, but I, I don't like what the – and I think baseball changed this last year where the wild card game was one game. Yeah, that's I didn't like that. Yeah. Like you play all those games, and now like your playoff teams, you, are, you made the playoffs – and now it comes down to one game? I, I, I didn't like that. But I think they made it a three-game series now. And and you just said the magic word right there. After all those games, we as Colorado Avalanche fans, we got bounced in the first round because of the injuries that they accumulated through the season. Why would you put another meaningless round in there that yeah. the Avalanche might find themselves in? I think it's just there the likelihood that that team coming out of that round would make any kind of damage in the Stanley Cup playoffs i don't see that happening no um and according to this gary bettman seems to be against it so i don't think it's going to happen anytime soon it says one of the most common arguments against it is that it dilutes the regular season on the other hand proponents would argue that it actually creates more high stake regular season battles because now conference seeding to finish in the top 6 is automatically skip the play in um, or to automatically skip the play, and it actually matters. Yeah, but you're just you're just bumping that up to those teams. It's the same yeah. argument for the teams that are trying to get in. You're still, fi- yeah, fine. You're you're fighting to go one through six, so you're not in that seven or eight. Well, you should be fighting if you're seven or eight to be not exactly. nine or ten. It's the same argument. I just I don't I don't like it. Uh, kind of sticking with the playoffs. Do you prefer the current divisional and wild card? playoff format or the old conference-based format uh which was just one through eight in your conference now we know it's the top three in the division 
and then the last two wild cards um, in the conference. So what what do you like? As far as the voting goes, the old conference format, the one through eight, uh, was heavily favored here, almost 83% of the vote. And that's where I would have voted as well. I miss it. it you it rewarded the titans of the divisions. It, it felt so much different. I I love the gravity and the storylines that you would get year to year when it came to the playoffs in that mm-hmm. old type format. It felt like it was two completely different seasons. And then those storylines from last year's playoffs would carry over to next year. I feel like it's kind of diluted a little bit and it's a little wacky with the seating. I'm not a big fan of the current setup and would love for it to go back, but I don't see those days ever coming. Um, I, I think maybe it will, but not anytime soon. Um, and you know what, man? Like I, I don't, I like them both. I really, I don't, I don't dislike one so much or I don't dislike the, the current division one or so much from like, you got to go back to the yep. you know conference one. I think the conference one is better. I will say that, but am I so up in arms over the the current division wildcard one? Not really, not really. I'm okay with it. I'm okay. If, it, if I thought it was god awful horrible, um, I'd be screaming like switch back, and they probably would. But it, yeah, you're right. It doesn't seem like they're going to. Um, but the NHL just likes to change things every once in a while for no reason other than they just want to change things. So it might go back to it. I don't know when the next collective bargaining agreement is. Maybe that's when they would have to do it. Um, but I'm, I'm fine either way with it. I really am. Yeah. That's okay. the thing. When it goes in the collective bargaining agreement, there are so many other issues that are higher up on the list. This will never be addressed. Yeah. Yeah. Probably not for a little while. Um, all right. Let's hear from AG one, because I don't want to get into this next one yet, because I think it's very interesting. Um, and I, I, the, the voting on it is pretty tight. It's maybe one of the, the tightest percentages of any of the questions asked. So we'll get to that here in a second. But first, our next partner is AG1, the daily foundational nutritional supplement that supports whole body health. It's something that Kyle and I drink literally every day. And if you're tired of taking so many supplements and want a single solution that supports entire body your entire body and covers your nutritional bases every day. And if you want better gut health, a boost in energy, supports your immune system, and you hate taking pills, vitamins, you want to supplement that actually tastes great, then you got to get in on AG1. It's a foundational nutritional supplement that delivers comprehensive nutrients to support whole body health. And the best thing about it, costs less than $3 a day. I think that's pretty good with this uh, coffee drinking society in which we live, which I've seen uh, some of those, some of those orders for your uh, your your grande frappa mocha, whatever it is, uh, up near ten bucks. I want to say, is that and yeah, it's they're extremely pricey and AG one. It tastes so much better. Yeah, the, the taste of it is is delicious. And all you got to do, if you want to take it, you can have your regimen in the morning, in the afternoon, at night. You can. St- Start it whenever you want, however it fits into your daily lifestyle. And all you need is just one small scoop and a glass of water, and you're done. So if a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash NHL network. 
That's drinkag1.com slash NHL network. And definitely go check it out. All right. Uh, let's jump back into this question. I really like this one. Matthew Kachuk, Jack Eichel, Alex Dabrinkit, and Pierre-Luc Dubois recently orchestrated moves to preferred destinations despite not having UFA status. Are you a fan of star players having more power about where they want to play? More or less RFAs, right? So these are restricteds, not unrestricteds. So the responses to this, so again, are you a fan of star players having more power about where they want to play? Yes, was 38%. Only if the player has spent a long time on a directionless losing team was 35%, and a flat no was 23%. So where do you stand on this? On And, and the Jack Eichel thing was a little bit different. That was injury-related and everything. But the the Matthew Kachuk one was straight up. I'm not signing with you, with Calgary. You know, are you okay with guys? Let's let's. I want to focus on the RFAs. Are you okay with that? With with guys saying no, I'm going to take control of where I go in a restricted free agent status, uh, and kind of orchestrating that. I love this question because it. The short of it, I absolutely love that star players have this power because the star players, like even like with Johnny Hockey, when he made the move to Columbus, like I like the power shifts. You see too much of like, I like the, if, if you're a star player in the NHL, you should have a little bit of bravados where you can pick and decide where you play. You We just got done talking about Connor McDavid. He's been in Edmonton for how long? How many Stanley Cups has he won? Mm -hmm. Like when his contract's up, he's going to have some say in where he goes and where he plays. And I think that's fun and engaging. And fan bases that have no chance can make a pitch to say, hey, this is the place we can get you a Stanley Cup. I like that. I like mm -hmm. that they can have that kind of control and change things up in the NHL a little bit. But I love this question that I was posed, and yet we have no problem with no trade clauses. Short answer for me, no. I don't like this at all. At all. And and you say you get, you know, you should have a say in where you go. You do when you're 27 or 28 years old. I, that's when you're an unrestricted free agent, and then you can choose wherever you want to go. I don't like and the, and the main reason is it's not because of the player. I, I don't, I, I, the thing with this to me, man, is like, if you just allow this to happen, which the NHL doesn't, and this rarely happens, right? Where RFA yeah. is like, they can move, move around and do whatever they want to do. Then super teams are just going to get created early on and guys are just going to jump around and, and, and to wherever they want to go, where best suits it. I like teams trying to build something. Mm -hmm. and and nobody would stay in Arizona. Nobody would stay in Columbus. No, like those bottom-dwelling teams would be bottom-dwelling teams, I don't want to say forever, but for a very, very long time because as soon as uh, the first opportunity, guys are moving. And I just don't like that. I understand. And so I kind of feel like you, you eventually – you play to your potential 
and you will eventually get that chance. And when you turn 27, 28 years old, that means you put in a lot of time with that one team. And if it didn't work out by then, then fine. You've been with that team for a while, likely. And then you can go control your own destiny. I got no problem with that. But in the beginning, when that team drafted you, they drafted you to play for them. And they should be given the opportunity to mold you and that team around you to be a contender. And if guys are just going to be moving left and right, then you're, you're, you're not going to have teams building around other guys. I don't like it at all. I'm, I'm glad it doesn't happen a lot. Um, and and when, when Kachuk did it, I kind of just like, eh, I don't like the Eichel thing is different to me. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm just not a big fan, not a big fan. And I'm glad it doesn't happen a lot. And the thing that keeps these super teams from happening is this salary cap that we complain about all the time. That, it's that hard to put it, right. It's like when teams have to pinch pennies to sign guys like Pierre Edward Belmar to put them on their team, it's hard to get more than two or three really good, high quality superstars on one team. Yeah. And you do get that extra year. Um, if a team has played with you, you can give them that eighth year. Um, so there is a little bit of like dealing that, that, that home team can do with you. So I like that the league tries to keep players in one spot because you just don't see it anymore. And then the free agency era in which we live, I get it. Guys are going to move around. Um, but I just feel like the team should be given an opportunity to try to build something around guys that they drafted. Yep. So uh, keep it the way it is. Sure, it's going to happen every once in a while, uh, few and far between, but I'm, I'm glad that it doesn't happen a lot. Um, here's the dinner question. <laughs> I don't know why this one always gets asked with, when it comes to athletes and sports, but if you could grab dinner or drinks with any current NHL player not on your favorite team, so we cannot pick Avalanche players here, <clears throat> who would it be? Number one here coming in at 20% was Sidney Crosby. He seems to be at the top of this question year in and year out. Marc-Andre Fleury right behind him. Then Alex Ovechkin, Matthew Kachuk, Matthew Kachuk Brad Marchand, top five. Who would you do? I know it's the easy answer. I mean, if I just wanted to sit and just chill with a dude, it'd be Trevor Zegers. But I knew you could say that. <laughs> yeah, it would be yeah. it would be Z. But if you wanted to talk hockey with anybody currently in the league, you would be, it would be hard to not say Cindy Crosby. If you want to talk about the NHL product and how it's changed from when he started to what it is now, even his Olympic accolades, it's, there's so many things you could talk about with Cindy Crosby and the game of hockey, overcoming mm -hmm. that injury and coming back and still being the player he is today. I think he would be a fascinating conversation. Yeah. I'll give you two. I'll give you a, a, a grizzled vet and one of the, the newer guys. How can you not say Phil Kessel? Yeah, that's a good one. That's a really good one. I, I mean, you're saying like, yeah, I get it. Like, go out and like talk hockey with guys. Yeah, I think Sidney Crosby is going to be at the top of that list. Um, and Mark Andre Fleury, just because he just is a good guy, would be at the top of that list. But if you want to go out for a good time, Phil Kessel's your man, right? Yeah, uh, you're going to be eating good. You probably have a few too many beverages. Uh, so that would be like the grizzled vet. One of the younger guys, I, I, and you're going to like me saying this, man. One of my favorite players, not on the avalanche, Jack Hughes. He, he just seems like a, a freewheeling, fun loving guy. And he seems like the type of guy we'll go out to like the amusement park. Yeah. Or go, go, go race uh, go karts or something like that. 
He, I just in, in a league where where a lot of players are just monotone and 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 interviews are just pulling teeth to get any answer out of. Um, he get, usually gives it to you. Like he he has a really good personality, and I think he'd just be a, a fun dude to hang around with. All three of the Quinn, I mean, not Quinn. All three of the Hughes, kids, <laughs> yeah, 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 like Quinn and Jack. Like they're they got a good vibe about them, and mm-hmm. you could see that and how they're respected on their teams. I know you have two Devils and a Canuck, but like yeah. it's, I I totally agree with that. Yeah. All right, uh, next one. Shoes one NHL city besides your favorite teams uh, where you would like to visit for a weekend trip and a game. Uh, Montreal was number one on this, 26.5%. Vegas. I thought Vegas would be number one just for the sheer fact of everything that's going on around that arena. Uh, They were number two. Then you got Nashville, New York, Seattle, uh, Toronto, and Vancouver. Seattle, Seattle, Toronto, and Vancouver were three percent or less, so not a lot there. Um, so you're, you're mainly your top three: Montreal, Vegas, and Nashville. Where, where would you want to go for a weekend trip? Let's see, and that's the the crazy thing. Consider me one of the three percent. I know they're not high up on anybody's list right now, but I would love to go watch a game in Seattle. Yeah, just to see that arena. Yeah. Um, I, I mean that is state of the art. So um, in Seattle. I've never been there, but it seems like it's a, a fun time. Ta- Being a a product of the grunge era of music, yeah. I would love to go there just for that. And, Twin and Peaks was I- from Washington, so I can do the whole there experience. You <clears throat> there you go. Um, I wouldn't mind Seattle. If I've never been to Toronto, I, I, I got to put them at the top. Yeah, you know, they only had one point nine percent of the vote, but you know, you'd go see the Hall of Fame. Going going to a game there seems like it's it's pretty exciting. So yeah, that would be a good one. I, I think I'd probably want to go to Toronto. And believe it or not, I can understand why Nashville is high up here too. Because I've heard that that is a raucous arena as well. And if I was not an Avalanche fan, uh, that might be higher on the list. But I, I couldn't go there wear an Avalanche jersey and feel like at home. So I was no, born and bad. raised around all that. Yeah, I, you were. I don't. I still have not been to a game in Nashville. <laughs> no um we'll do we'll save the playoff ones for uh we'll do those on on wednesday um we're uh, we'll, we'll finish with the last question that they asked and which city deserves the next nhl team um either via relocation or expansion so this is, does, doesn't matter how they get it uh which team which city should get the next NHL team if there is an, another NHL team, which is not, if not said that's going to happen. Number one by a wide margin, almost 45% Quebec. Bring back the old Nordiques. Uh, then you have Houston, Salt Lake City, Toronto getting a second team, which has been floated around. Atlanta still kicking around there. They want another team somehow. Uh, and then just other. Uh, was at four, just over, oh, just under five percent. So, what do you think? You agree with that? I would be. My answer is up there, but I am in number two. I Houston? would vote. And this, this is an answer. Gil Martin, host of Lockdown Islanders. Hope you get well, buddy. Um, yeah. We have talked about this at length. The Houston Arrows 
just it is the fifth largest city in the United States. It would do incredible to bring back the Houston Arrows from the old WHL days, give that city a NHL team and watch that team explode. I mean, it's a great market, right? You can't yeah. deny it. It's a great market. So I don't know what the – you said that the, the Houston Arrows, are, are they do well there? Yeah, well, like they, they it was an old team in the WHL. It's yeah. always it was always well spoken of in their time there. It was always a great place to be, and it's only exploded since the seventies and eighties. Like, mm -hmm. imagine Seattle and Nashville put together, and that's what you would get in the Houston vibe. Yeah, I almost feel like even if hockey like is not like on the top of the list of. of sports in houston i feel like it would work there i just feel like they, they would support whatever goes there right yeah um but for me like i i just feel like salt lake city would be a, a great area for for hockey <clears throat> and you heard it getting thrown around a little bit when when the uh the arizona arena thing fell through and all the talk mm -hmm. was got to get out of arizona where are they gonna go and houston was on that list a lot of these cities where Houston was on that list, Atlanta was on that list again, and, and Salt Lake City was too. Um, I have an uncle that lives in, in Utah right outside of uh, Salt Lake City, and he's not like a hockey guy or anything, but he keeps talking about just how it's just so beautiful out there and how um, they, 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 they love their sports yeah. in that area. They really do, So especially like their winter sports. Um, I think it would work there. I do. I think it. I you think can it have really some great Winter Classic games out there. Yes. Can you? Yeah, man. Like, oh. I mean, you should have one out there. One out there anyway. Have it at a you know a neutral area and just yeah somewhere there. That'd be great. That'd be great. So, um, <clears throat> as far as I think we we uh, when we had the host from from Locked On Leafs on, I asked him about that about Toronto getting a second team, and he kind of shut it down, thinking like it it, it probably wouldn't wasn't going to happen. The Maple Leafs I mean, wouldn't want it to happen. Uh, like, but it, look but at New would. York. That situation's not really working there. Like the Islanders, they have that. Yeah, there's a huge disparity between the two franchises and the now they carry. Now, yes, now, now. I mean, the Islanders had a good run in the '80s, so it worked then. They've been a little bit quiet since then, but yeah, New York's always going to have New York, LA. Those markets are going to they're going to have their teams, right? I just so. I don't know if Toronto fans could fight any more about their team, like you can only hate one team and it's your own team you cheer for in Toronto. How could you hate two teams? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe all those fans are just jaded. Just switch over to the new team. Let's, let's root for the new at, team. I don't know. At this point, like with how incredible the Vegas and Seattle situation has gone, mm. why would you just destroy all that momentum with expansion and just put it right back in an NHL market. Like, expand the league, expand the footprint of hockey. Don't just retread. Put it in, like, your, your Salt Lake, your Houston. Yeah. I, I think that would go I, a lot better with expansion. I, I think I get why they would want to put it in a, a hockey market because it's guaranteed to succeed. You're taking a risk if you go somewhere. I don't think it's so much of a risk to go to Salt Lake City. Maybe there's a little bit more of a risk going to a place like Houston just because I want to say it's warm weather. They do get chilly weather there, but Don't it's go to a little Atlanta. bit. Do I was just going to bring that up, man? I'm we're done with the Atlanta experiment. 
It's not going to work. I know everybody is always saying like, oh, the times have changed since the last time. That Sure, they have. The interstates haven't. That's why like, nobody went the first time. It's hard it, to get around in Atlanta. It, it does. I have been. I have driven around in Atlanta. It is crazy down there. Yeah. I just don't. I don't think people want it there. They say they will, and then when the team stinks after its expansion year, they'll all jump ship again. So okay. don't do it. Um, all right. There was a handful of playoff questions, really good ones about teams who you think the, that didn't make it will make it. Teams that did make it won't make it. Teams that will win a Stanley Cup with by 2030 was a question. Uh, so a lot of playoff-centered uh, questions, which we will get to on Wednesday. And we're finalizing our road trip as well. Uh, might be going West Coast on this one, but I think it's going to be, yeah, I think it's going to be out in the California area. So stay tuned for that. That's going to wrap it up for today, everybody. So thank you for tuning in. And please comment away on uh, any of these questions and uh, post your opinions down below in the uh, comments section, whether it's on Twitter or on uh, or X, whatever, or yeah, or on YouTube. All right, that's going to wrap it up. Thank you for tuning in, making it your first listen of the day. He is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I'm Chris Selly. This is the Locked On Avalanche podcast, and we'll see you guys on Wednesday. Go, Abs, go. Go.